Psychologist, and with me as always, Footloose and Fancy Free. Caffeine Rage. On today's show, we're going to be doing things a little differently from usual. There will be no games played this week. Instead, we're going to be drive- diving straight into the news with Valve announcing Steam Labs, interactive recommendations, automated showcases, and micro trailers. G2A wants 100 devs to sign up within a month before it builds a key blocking tool. Nintendo is switching up the Switch. Ubisoft bans XP farming quests and Assassin's Creed Odyssey story creator. The ESA makes Congress play in a Rocket League tournament on Twitch. We will have our weekly community corner with some community game night discussions and a Steam weekly discovery queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. So yeah, uh, you know what I did this weekend, and I might have mentioned to a couple of other people, I don't remember who I have talked to about the thing or not, but just I had a really crazy weekend, and that is when I do most of my game playing that involves brand new games. Typically on weeknights, if I play games, it's either something to just chill and unwind that's very familiar to me, or, you know, uh, just something that's not worth talking about. So, or game club. I don't have as much time. Yeah, or game club stuff. So, I had no new games this week, and you only had one. I had one that was going to be more of a rant, but uh, that's not to say I didn't play other things. I mean, I did a little bit of multiplayer Forza with uh, M251, and I had a little bit of time of uh, my land in Portia, but I, not or my time in Portia, but not enough to talk about it because. That's a Harvest Moon-like, so, you know, I want to get a little bit further in before I really start picking that apart. Yeah, I played a little bit of Battletech and a little bit of X4, but you you guys don't want to hear about that stuff again. So, also, I haven't gotten far enough in X4 to talk about any of the in-game economy stuff. And then, I mean, you know, Battletech is more of the same. But I did find an interesting thing that I'm going to bring up because it's going to be what the episode title is. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm I'm tired and like on the verge of sick again. So like any everything is like extra. Jared, you're always sick. That's true, and uh, I do have a chronic health condition, but uh, more sick than usual, I guess. But uh, I was browsing through Reddit and I saw a link. On the Chattanooga subreddit, that is Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is where I live, in case you don't know, in the state of Tennessee, not specifically Chattanooga, that if you flush drugs down the toilet, you could be creating, quote, meth gators, the police in Tennessee <laughs> say. And I just had to, I just had to, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can arrange it as you see fit. I'll put it on top of all the news. This is our top news story of the day. (laughs) Meth gators in Tennessee. But then that's that you showed me new sentences, brand new, brand new sentence. The, the subreddit brand. Yeah. It turns out, uh, meth gators. Is it, uh, yeah. Uh, they've already migrated to Northern Alabama because of course, right? Yeah. But if you're on the discord, and you happen to pop in, 
before this episode goes live, you might notice in the general chat that there is a link with some to a comic strip with some farmers in it, and that came from Brand New Sentence. So, yeah, uh, Jared's you're welcome. favorite subreddit. Yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of time there over the next few days <laughs> and weeks and months and years. But, yep, that's what I've been up to today. Been we were we were all exposed to strep throat over the weekend, and I've had a sore throat for two days, but no fever and no other indication that I've caught strep. But I Yet. think Katie and King both have it. They they're going to the doctor to get checked out tomorrow, but we think that they both have it, which means that I'm fucked. So we're going ahead and doing the show. It's gonna be a little bit shorter show tonight, probably, unless I get too loopy and just talk for. <laughs> The next three hours, which has happened a couple of times, but I should really make sure I go to bed earlier than normal, so. Yeah, that way you could wake up sick a lot sooner to you. Indeed. Indeed. But, if you don't have anything to bring up before we dive in. Uh, Not really. I mean, (laughs) brand new sentences is probably the thing I've contributed most right now. Yep, that is, if we did like, I don't know finds of the week or gems of the week or something like this would be that (laughs) like i recommend you check out brand new sentence on reddit right now yeah we could wait yeah we can wait we'll still be here okay is that long enough (laughs) yeah it's probably long enough welcome back from brand new sentence it's wonderful right okie dokie on to our first news topic of the night then Valve announces Steam Labs, interactive recommendations, automatic showcases, and micro trailers. So this was neat. Um, yeah, hey, Valve is actually innovating again. How about that? Yeah. So this was yeah, announced last week on Thursday. Uh, well, first of all, there it's four things here. The lab is their new environment for uh, active experiments. Assuming, of course, they keep you know, this populated because Valve has kind of the tendency to create things and kind of let them wither and die. But this is to get public feedback on smaller experiments to know if it's worth uh, putting more time into them or just to let them languish and die. You know, one of the two, right? Yeah. So the first three that was uh, launched alongside this is micro trailers, interactive uh, a recommender in the automatic show. So, so I guess we can just go and do yeah. each of these. Yeah, Micro so, trailers is basically if you hover, I mean, it, it's like hovering over YouTube video thumbnails or porn thumbnails on like Pornhub. It just like plays a few seconds, uh, six seconds of the trailer for the game. So you can get like a quick idea about what it's going to be. I mean, I don't see yeah, how which, that... Well, uh, this could be an addition to the Steam uh, storefront. Uh, I imagine that's where this would be if it gets uh, added on. But it's one of those things that it's neat for some things, but other things it's just not, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it depends on what type of game it is. Because some of these games like idle games or more sort of indie Indie titles that are less graphically intense, you know, there's a lot less going on with those, so it doesn't look as good. But, I mean, I don't 
I don't think this is necessarily a, a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against it. I mean, uh, some of it, it gets you, it gives you an idea of, you know, oh, I don't even want to bother with that. That's a slotting puzzle. That looks like it's RPG Maker. Well, I don't think you exactly need to know more based off the title of Furry Shakespeare. I think we know where we're going with that already. And I want to go there. And cheat, on, uh, and cheat on uh, my Fuhrer Waifu. <laughs> I can have room in my heart for multiple Weibo things. Uh, you know, this is how the Holocaust started. Someone cheating on Hitler. I think we're going to hell now, too. <laughs> we'll have to put a link to to the that Kickstarter page so people can... Oh, you, you had about. such a gut laugh on that. <laughs> I was, I, it was, it was amazing. I loved it. I mean, I kind of wish uh, the Steam chat didn't spoil what it was. It was just a Kickstarter link. But yeah, it's by the people that did uh, Panzer Models and Stay Stay, the People's uh, Democratic Republic of North Korea (laughs) uh, visual novels. Yep. And if you're familiar with the term Fuhrer, you probably have a good idea of where that this is going. Well, considering I said Hitler and Holocaust. Uh, you did. You did, actually. You're right. Um, but yeah, I like the micro-trailers. That thing's neat. Yeah, they're, um, they're neat. I, I'm not sure uh, outside of just the Steam Marketplace where, where they'd be terribly worthwhile. But it's if it's like uh, tied to the second thing, well, at least I believe it's yeah it's the interactive recommender it could be a powerful tool which well the interactive recommender it's i'm not sure this is going to be a replacement for the discovery queue or if this is like its own sub thing Uh, but it takes a look at your steam library and i'm not sure how many but it looks like it goes down quite a ways on uh, hours played oh your top 50 50 Uh, i scrolled right past it your top 50 and then generates recommendations based on that. So completely stock, uh, yeah, older with uh, or older than ten years with popularity at about you know, I would say thirty five percent. It actually suggests interactive catapults, then line. So minimalist puzzle game, then time clickers. So it's giving me a lot of auto games. Is it saying something about me? <laughs> uh, goat you Simulator, Surgeon uh, Simulator, Bit Trip Beat, Halam Miami. The Stanley Parable is actually a good one. But then you could change these. So let's say, you know, uh, let's go co-op games. Well, somehow Adventure Capitalist is still there. But let's go, okay, well, I don't want anything early access. I could exclude that. So then it goes Playgate Evolved, and let's say I want something that's less than a year old. And it all shuffles around, so it allows you to go, okay, well, I want something more niche. And uh, it's an interesting discovery tool. And this, if this is uh, fleshed out a bit more, I would say this is a good way to get around some of the discovery issues. Because there's a few things on here that, you know, just touring around with these settings that I've never seen before. Yeah, same. And some of them, like, look pretty good, too. Like, Um, let's say I want to exclude VR titles and go 
atmospheric games. Like my top one with niche going, uh, let's go about 25% towards niche, is Nog, which is something I've never heard of. That is interesting. A tactile 3D puzzle about exploring whimsical monster heads <laughs> and secret worlds inside them. Sure, let's go for that. I'll add that to my wish list. RPG. I like how, too, it's like you hover over the, I guess, tile or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's got the game. You can very quickly add to wish list, add to cart. It starts playing the Steam trailer. Uh, and mine is muted by default, but you can yeah. so you can click and unmute it. Listen to the trailer real quick. Yeah, I would say it's uh, you know definitely worth uh, uh, checking out. Yeah, the discovery queue is kind of fun because of the randomness that comes with it. But if I'm like, you know what, I'm looking for a game. Yeah, well, the problem also is with... the discovery queue uh, could be skewed. So if you played, uh, you know, like a couple of visual novels, it would start throwing out a lot of visual novels. And as much as I enjoy visual novels, uh, there's a high crap to gem ratio. But yeah. then, uh, if you start playing something else and it slowly starts skewing or if... Uh, you know, you play something that even has the tag RPG Maker, oh, you're bound for quite a while. And you and I each have an interesting, unique problem that's like a fairly unique problem where our libraries are so huge. It just screws up the... Algorithms? Um, the algorithm. Because it's like, oh, they've got like everything. <laughs> yeah, and also, well, even this, uh, my top three, well, well, let's go with my top like 10 or so. Well, Team Fortress 2, I don't play anymore because, you know, they ruined the game with hats. Warframe, I don't need another MMO because I have, between that and Forza, which is kind of borderline, you know, I'm kind of filled up on that. Binding of Isaac, the original, I, you know, I have the sequel there if I want to play that. Kerbal, okay, that works. Uh, the sequel to Binding of Isaac. Gary's Mod, which I haven't fired up in ages. Uh, Euro Truck, which uh, starts bringing in some of the crappy... Uh, uh, simulator games. Uh, Star Trek Online, so, you know, that's bringing more MMOs again. Borderlands 2, which I think is terrible unless you're playing with someone else. Terraria, which is sort of the same but it, uh, as Borderlands, but, it, you know, it is enjoyable by itself. Torchlight 2, which, yeah, I've played a ton of, but it does bring in ARPGs, which is fine. Then uh, Civ 5, and then RimWorld to round out the top like 10 or 15 so yeah it's kind of throwing a lot into the interactive (laughs) recommender yeah mine are mostly space or management games uh or space management games (laughs) so i got eve kerbal battletech factorio elite uh transport simulator that's my one two three four five my top six yeah i I think my biggest yeah, I think my top is like Rogue Light and and that and that's with two. I mean, I have first person shooter, uh, MMO, uh, third person shooter, Rogue Light Twin Stick, Kerbal, uh, which is like its own thing, Rogue Light, Gary's Mod, which is you know sandbox, uh, simulator, MMO. That's how I guess MMO is there. Borderlands, which is first person. MMO Light, Terraria, which is exploration, adventure, 
ARPG, uh, 4X, RPG, Base Builder. So, yeah. You know, I, I got like uh, this beautiful mess. But it does make it so that the interactive uh, thing is interesting, especially once you start going through different settings. So, let's say, you know, no filter on that. Let's find, a, let's find us a nice co-op game that's been released in the last two years. Uh, that's damn niche. Boy, those are some weird ones. <laughs> global Minesweeper on a global, on a globe? Huh. That's... Forager. I've seen this game before. It's been on a front page, but it's like at the top of my recommended list. Okay, that uh, globe sweeper is weird. It is literally Minesweeper, only it's on a globe or some sort of 3D, three-dimensional object. And it's damn cheap, too. Now, the question is, yeah, where did they rip this off from? Yeah, it looks like it may not have been. It's just, you know, a rip off of Minesweeper, which is fine. All right, let's go a little less niche. Beat Hazard 2, World of Warships. Uh, they're, hey, they're recommending Artifact. <laughs> Please play Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I... I hadn't looked at the reviews on Artifact in a while. Number one rated. Uh, please give me back my money. <laughs> so, this is interesting. So, I'm I'm looking at the next one now. The the last one. The automatic show. Yeah, it reminds me. Well, one of the few things I actually enjoyed from G4 was Cinematech, which is basically just game trailers for a half hour. Yeah. And that's this only... Uh, Automatically produced. Now, assuming, of course, you know, they update this every so often because uh, I believe this is just the launch version. So, yeah. So, do yeah, a popular. We- but, yeah, you could just set that up to play in the background and, yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers. Uh, yeah, and it flips through. Yeah, uh, it goes through the games. top 20. Or, sorry, top 30. And then you can click on the pop-up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got one to the side of the player for what the game is. You can click on it, and it'll take you to the store page. And they've got another video that's talking about making it. When someone speaks. Huh. I don't know if they did it, if it's this for you too, but they're, or if this is, like, randomly generated by what it is but mine so at the bottom when they it says additionally we might refine some of the motion graphics like so and it's mech warrior online and battle tech uh for what uh on uh this uh behind the scenes and then next steps uh yeah um yeah mine has well i see battle tech on here so okay so it's so it is battle tech yeah all right Actually, that's all Battletech. I thought the top was MechWarrior Online. No, no, that's all Battletech. Interesting. Okay, I was like, huh, I wonder if this is somehow generated based on, like, recent games played or something. But if you've got Battletech 2, then I guess that Battletech was just the lucky pick. Yeah. When they did this. Well, Battletech's kind of like the darling child, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, for, uh, For at least a podcast. Yeah, it's definitely my darling child. Poor King. Love me some Battletech. 
So I'm not sure if I'm as into this. I don't think it's bad. Just having like the trailer stuff. Uh, well, I would say this would be neat just to put up or just to you know flip through for a little bit of uh, you know oddball games possibly. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Letting this play through, like there's some games that I have seen on the front page or whatever that I wouldn't watch the trailer for, and I had a wrong idea in my head about what the game is. So seeing the trailer play automatically is neat. Yeah, it's an interesting I'm uh, not sure I- idea. I mean, that we're I got at the point where the trailer is uh, kind of uh, a pointless thing because by that point, you know, you already have all the other marketing material and there's no place that really plays trailers anymore. So having something like this, I think is worthwhile, actually. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would go sit and just watch it, though. I would say say it's probably like second screen. You know, you're just browsing the web and you put this on. Especially if they update it weekly. So they uh, the last one was uh, released last Tuesday. So, uh, but the uh, page didn't release till Thursday. So who knows when this gets generated again? But you know, it'd be something like you know, turn on once a week and just uh, you know, have it play on the second screen while you're you know, reading the, your emails or something. Yeah, glance over and see something that catches your eye. Like what in the fuck is that? Like there's something interesting. Yeah, it looks very Heroes of Might and Magicish. Uh, Trials of Fire. Yeah, it's single player turn based strategy set in a post apocalyptic uh, fantasy realm. Yeah, I'll add that to my wish list. So, hey, this is working already. Right? Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I, this is something that Valve is doing that is good. I think (laughs) like everything they do. I'm so used to everything they doing being garbage or basically nothing that when they actually put out something that seems like it's got some real meat on its bones, it feels weird. Yeah. Especially, yeah, these are all three active, uh, in development. So having, you know, uh, these be both pretty functional, but also, you know, out there for public testing. Uh, Valve has been always very, you know, closed off on what they're doing until it releases. And then, uh, you know, causes a uh, uproar. So having yeah. this, you know, out there in the open for, you know, essentially, you know what this is? What? Someone actually went back and read the definition of beta test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is true. And I can get behind that. Oh, poor Gaben. They did some work for once. Oh, then having us do the work, but, you know, public beta testing, you know, kind of has to be a thing. True. But, I mean, they're, you know, they're doing something that's open. Uh, Transparency may be the wrong word, but it's, you know, we actually know about this stuff, though. So that's good. Instead of it just kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah, coming out of nowhere, being half-baked, and then, you know, never seeing an update. No, that, that's going to be the big thing, is is this going to get follow-through on? Uh, not just these three projects, but the lab itself. I mean, I jokingly tweeted last week, uh, Valve released the lab. Well, I know how this ends, and tweet Gladys. But, you know, I, my jokes aside, 
it's definitely not a bad thing to see Valve trying to do something different, uh, especially in the wake of you know, the Epic Game Store being absolute hot garbage to the player base. Yeah. So, so it's nice to see Valve actually making uh, some uh, movement. You know, uh, the sleeper awakens and it's pissed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is, and I didn't even think of it that way. Maybe this is an answer to Epic being like, yeah, well, if they're going to do all this shit, let's put more features in our storefront. Fuck you, Epic. You don't have any features. Well, you can't say that. They don't have a form. You can't say that. Literally. Very true. (laughs) All right. Well. Speaking of features. Indeed. Uh, Our next new topic of the night. G2A wants 100 devs to sign up within a month before it builds a key blocking tool. Yeah, because getting some public goodwill. uh, It's amazing just how inept G2A is, isn't it? Yeah. So after our topic last week where we discussed where the G2A had essentially asked company or asked news outlets to break the law by running sponsored content and lying about the fact that it was sponsored, among other things that was wrong within that, that what they did. Um, it seems like they're going back to try and address an old complaint to look for some positive PR, some, some goodwill that indie devs have have said like you know if you want to be involved or not if you want to be involved if you want us to be involved and support you like give us some tools to control some of the shit that goes on so that we can stop fraudulent key sales and things like that like these keys wind up stolen i'm i'm very much paraphrasing years worth of back and forth here well also the developer of factorio uh, trying to take them up on Actually, that's a Nash I put on the docket for this as well, is that uh, the, uh, the dev of Factorio is trying to take them up on their offer of any proof that you've had chargebacks based on keys sold by G2A. They offer a 10 times back compensation. Factorio's dev has been trying to take them up on that. And they've, of course, yeah. said... Uh, They've been uh, very slow to respond. <laughs> yeah, I read somewhere that it was like six six thousand five hundred dollars worth or something. I don't know if that's the ten times multiplied number or if it's sixty five hundred and then it needs to be ten times multiplied. But it was somewhere in that ballpark was the number I saw for for what they were saying that they had had charged. Yeah, let's for. see. Just doing a quick search. It is, yeah, that's the raw amount is sixty six hundred. So, so sixty six thousand dollars is what they're trying to get out mm-hmm. of G two A. Then, which yeah. I mean, good for them. Like any dev that was doing it. Now, I mean, I have a, a particular fondness for Factorio, but you know, any dev that did this, like, good for them. Go get them. Fuck those guys. Yeah, but it turns out it's like it's trying to squeeze blood from a stone. Yeah. Because they're you know, not exactly being responsive. <laughs> probably it's like, oh shit, somebody's calling us on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so back to the, the article that we do have here. 
So G2A is, is air quotes, addressing this issue. And they've said that they want to partner with 100 devs uh, to, to make this happen. Essentially, uh, again, paraphrasing, they wanted to ensure there was interest in the tool before they put forward the effort to make it. But it's not just said it uh, saying that you're interested. You have to jump through a couple of hoops and register with them. Uh, if I read that correctly. So it's not just saying, yeah, uh, we'd like that. It's, but you also have to, you know, uh, pipe up some uh, information potentially. Yeah. There's a, a quoted tweet here from Mike Bithel. It says, I don't work for you. It's your job to protect the customers you sell and check keys to not mine. I don't endorse or work with gray markets or folks that secretly pay for positive press. Bot farm gift exploitation is the issue, not keys. And you know, this obviously. Yeah, which, so that was uh, in response to their key blocking tool, air quotes, key blocking tool. Yeah, which uh, Valve has been desperately trying to you know, bonk on the head some of the key, uh, or I should say gift farmers, because part of this was also not just Steam keys, which uh, PC Gamer naively said, well, all you need to do is not produce PC game keys anymore. Bunch of fuckwits. Uh, wait, did I say that out loud? I think so. <laughs> I think I heard that. Yeah, I shouldn't call them fuckwits. That's, you know, a demean to fuckwits everywhere. I do not have any love loss for PC Gamer. Duly noted. Uh, um, but, yeah, the, saying that, yeah, well, all you need to do is uh, remove PC uh game keys and yeah that would solve the problem because you know you're treating the symptom and not the root cause right which part of it yeah. is just laundering credit card money money some of it is just exploiting uh, uh pricing regions and yes it does suck to have pricing regions the reasons behind them but at the same time you know they're having uh the all these bot farms just going in and mass buying cheap or cheaper games on stolen credit cards and then selling them you know to north american players and having you know the key uh, the games removed well yeah that's not keys right right that is uh money laundering essentially which is you know a whole different facet I mean, I, you know, it would be great if no games had game keys because then you could just get the the files for any game you wanted and play them. And yeah, you can do that through piracy for a lot of games. But well, you know, G two A is day. literally worse than piracy. So that's true. That's true because the <laughs> those devs get those have to pay for the chargebacks, so they lose money. Not just make no money; they lose money. You know, which honestly, piracy is more of a demo these days than uh, you know anything else. Because game demos yeah. is also a thing that's kind of gone away. And that's not even counting you know, the times that piracy is literally the only way to play a game. Either due to server issues or the game not being supported anymore and the server's going down. Or particularly older games where you can't get a physical copy anymore. Oh, yeah. Or the pirated version works because it's been updated and tweaked to work on modern systems. Yeah, but th- at that point, you're starting to talk about game preservation uh, on top of game piracy. 
Yeah, piracy is uh, piracy is one of those kind of uh, shades of gray uh, areas, isn't it? Where yes, technically it is illegal, but you know there are good reasons for it as well, and not just you know being a cheap ass gamer. Yeah, we've talked about piracy as a general topic once before on the show. Yeah, I don't remember when that was. It's been a while. Yeah, quite a while ago. But we've also drifted away from the original news topic. Yeah, uh, G2A which... essentially, you know, trying to say, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we want to do something, but we want 100 devs uh, to do it with us. Basically, How... uh, basically, they're just saying, oh, yeah, we totally want to do this, but we're not sure if we're, if it would be used, so we don't want to put the effort in unless, you know, a bunch of devs pledge to use it. What do you think about this tool in the first place? <sighs> band-aid over a gushing wound? Yeah, I agree. I'm not even sure it's really a band-aid. It's just like somebody took some feathers and was like, oh, this is close enough to a bandage and like put them there. I understand wanting like some basic registry because you don't want randos just showing up to your site and canceling like shitloads of keys and stuff. From, like, a business perspective, you don't want that. So I understand, like, you need to register and do a couple things to prove who you are. But depending on how many, like, it seems like there's a lot more hoops to jump through than just, hey, verify your identity and register, and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And that's so. the thing is that uh, I do agree that there should be some sort of third-party market uh, marketplace for extra copies of games. But the thing is that G2A has basically became a thieves' den to the point where uh, there's just no way to to uh, to you know use it in good faith. Yeah, because there if needs I, to be a s- well, I was going to say if I went and got a humble bundle and all my friends you know, weren't interested in a particular game or a or a piece of software, and yes, I realize that it's charity, but work with me here. And I want to say, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, yeah, uh, get something else for it. Yeah, I don't see you know, that big a problem with trading off a game or you know, getting a buck or two back for it. Yeah. I wish there was a sort of I don't more know, legitimate model. I mean, there is subreddits for it, but then you start running into issues where you, know, you have to get third parties involved to uh, do the handoff and you know, it starts to get a lot more messy. Yeah, I, I I wish there was, like, a marketplace or something where it's, like, two individuals can just go and it's like, oh, yes, I want to buy that game from you. And you can transfer the key easily or some sort of registry or something like that. I mean, Steam had to actually shut down uh, the, uh, the ability to add Steam games into inventories because of all the money laundering. It's just a case of we can't have nice things because of assholes. Right. I I would love to see like a digital games eBay. That would be great. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, a digital games eBay without any checks is G two A, and you know it's just too much of a gamble to be legitimate. Or I guess, but eBay's got a lot of checks and security purposes or security measures in place yeah. to protect the the customer side of things, like. It's a lot more consumer friendly as a marketplace, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. Like, uh, it's G2A not a real solution sucks. to the problem. Yeah, G2A sucks. It's not a real solution to the problem. At best, it's a Band-Aid. I mean, it comes down to just, you know, G2A's uh, business practices being, you know, uh, washing them hands. And, and blaming right. others, don't forget. Oh, and, uh, uh, and fuck Adrian, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck Adrian. So, moving along? Indeed, I just poured myself some more tea. I, I made some and put it in a thermos so it would stay hot. Anyways, our next news topic... Nintendo is switching up the Switch. Yeah, editorialized that a little bit, but I think it's yeah a decent uh, edit, don't you? Yeah, makes sense. So there's so, a couple co- topics here. One, is, yeah, one I think is the one that we diverged the most on is the Switch Lite. Yeah, uh, a smaller Switch with half the calories. <laughs> yeah, so the the Switch is getting sort of like the 2DS version of the 3DS. Uh, a stripped-down ver- version of the console with the Switch Lite making it 100% portable. There's no dock. Uh, I don't think there's any way to connect it to a TV at all. Uh, no, there is. Well, I should say, not yet. The Joy-Cons are gone. It's just that's all built in as a single piece. Mm-hmm. The screen's a little bit smaller, and the battery life is slightly better. Yeah, like 30 minutes more on the uh, low end and high end. So yeah. uh, the normal switch, the low end is two and a half hours with the high end being six and a half. And now it's three mm-hmm. and seven. Which to me for a mobile, uh, a mobile focused gaming platform, that's not enough. Uh, yeah, I just thinking about it for a minute. I'm not sure that that's enough either. Especially, uh, is there a way to charge it uh while still using it you know like strap a power uh, a power bank on it <laughs> yeah they it uses USB C for charging so i mean i've got two large battery banks for things so i mean if i got one i could use it that way but i really like the idea because if i get a switch I'm probably almost never going to dock it. I don't really play video games by myself in my living room. I play mostly PC games, and then I'll sit on in my recliner in my office and watch TV and sometimes play games on my phone. And the Switch would replace my phone in that scenario. So it would never get used plugged into a TV, so I like the idea of the Switch Lite. Just with it all being one piece, like I get that it's fragile, but with it all well, being well, one supposedly piece, this is supposed I... to be a lot more durable than the uh, regular Switch, uh, yeah. especially because the Joy Cons were the main uh, part that was well Italian, <laughs> right? <laughs> but with it all being one piece, it's harder for me to lose something. It's harder for me to break something. So, I'm I'm game for that. Yeah, I think it really comes down to just yo. Know, uh, the uh, screen, because uh, the Switch's screen also has a problem with being a little bit uh, fragile. So, uh, do they have it where this is a lot more durable, or is this going to be essentially just the scaled-down Switch with you know, the Joy-Cons and it all built in? But, you know, you're also having the issue of game compatibility. It's kind of weird. There's limited compatibility with the uh, Switch Lite. 
So any game that does not have a portable mode cannot be played with it. Any game that uses some of the more advanced Joy-Con features, uh, the HD rumble and that sort of thing, it seems like that's not going to work either. So, you know, you're going to have to pay very close attention to some of the games if they're going to be even usable. Yeah. So there's no HD rumble, no Joy-Con controllers, no IR uh, motion controls either, so... You know, those three things I've realized are all gimmicks, but at the same time, you know, some games utilize them, especially first party games, because, you know, that's the, the, you know, the loss leader here. So you're going to have a smaller game library, and it's also games that only have handheld mode. So even the ones that have tabletop mode, you know, that doesn't work. Right. So you're essentially only one of the three main functionality modes on top of. Uh, everything else that's why you know this is a little bit of a head scratcher to me well for a lot of people i think that trade-off might be worth it also switch um the mobile aspect of it means that you can play a lot of indie games which have made their way to switch on the go and i think having a cheaper platform to do that is going to appeal to a lot of more people sort of in my position who primarily are pc gamers but want to have a little bit more of a console experience with some of the better exclusives. I mean, Nintendo is about as good as it gets when it comes to first-party titles that you can't get anywhere else, so... Well, it also depends on uh, if some of the requested improvements on, well, the Joy-Cons or, uh, you know, the controller aspect of this actually goes into play because there's some people talking about some real wear on the Switches, on the original Switches or... Uh, the switch, the switch hole, <laughs> uh, uh, the switches, uh, joy cons where they're starting to drift and there's noticeable wear in the, in the joysticks themselves. So if they don't fix that issue with this or the upcoming update on the switch, which we'll talk about, then, you know, it's going to be a limited lifetimes or limited lifespan on these things because there's no, you know, just, uh, well, the joy cons are, uh, you know, going kind of, uh, wonky i'll just swap those out can't do that with this so that's a that's a concern on my part right i i i think this just appeals more to me like i'm willing to make some of those trade-offs i guess yeah i i guess if and i was going to go, like you're quite as yeah well. i guess if i was going to go for the switch it would be the full switch right which is getting a revision right yep uh, hey a nice segue yeah, supposedly oh, yeah. it's going to be an updated memory module, which in the original teardown with Ben Heck, because I'm absolutely fascinated when he does console teardowns. Don't ask me why, it's just a thing, I guess. He noted that the memory module was on its own little, like, daughter board that was just uh, socketed in. So he said that there was a high possibility that later on down the line, they would release an updated version with a uh, upgraded memory capacity, and it looks like we're getting that. But also, it sounds like, according to some of the rumors I've heard, they're going to be doing a retool on the CPU, which is likely just a diary cast to make it a little bit smaller, to make it a little bit more efficient, possibly even increase its battery life. So it may bump up to where the Switch Lite's uh, battery life is. Yeah, I wonder how much of those changes will be a part of the switch light as well 
Yeah. Um, there's the also a change I expect him to make, and maybe it, this is the chip, but there's a chip that's on the Switch that um, allows modding to function in a specific way. Like, I don't oh, yeah. understand quite how yeah, it works. Yeah, there was something about a, a, a unmoddable or un unpatchable that's it unpatchable uh, mod uh, entry point so yeah that's gone that has to be gone i would be shocked if it isn't already which i think it is actually uh you googling that yeah i'm pretty sure they've already uh, fixed that uh, it looks like they've been banning them uh yeah, supposedly uh last year there was an uh, uh a upgrade to uh, the switch line that closed the closed the unpatchable flaw, so it sounded like they've already done that. But I don't understand enough about what this is exactly to be able to say for certain. But right. yeah, I mean uh, things like that that gets through. You know, that, that, you know, first uh, hardware revision, that's gone. Yeah. I thought it survived a hardware revision because they didn't catch it fast enough. Maybe I'm, again, I could be misremembering something I, I heard or read a while back. But anyways. So, yeah, there are probably some other minor changes they're going to make as well. Try and maybe cut costs a little bit or shave a little weight or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think the big one is there's uh, something about how the joysticks and the Joy-Cons are manufactured. I'm not clear on exactly how it is, but it's something about plastic on plastic in the Joy-Cons. And over time, people have shown that the, the wear starts to essentially create plastic sawdust within the Joy-Cons, which just makes the problem get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, that's a sentence that I don't think I would was expecting to hear. Plastic <laughs> sawdust. Well, it's a plastic powder, uh, supposedly. Gotcha. Uh, so it basically becomes an abrasive uh, in onto itself. At least if that's if that's how I, uh, if if it works how I understand it, basically it wears down and creates little particles of plastic, which becomes essentially you know, sandpaper. Right. That makes sense. Um, that, that's why I was a little concerned about the Switch Lite with the integrated controls if they don't upgrade how they uh, handle the joysticks. Right, that makes sense. I don't really know what else to add about this. I like the Switch Lite. I like the concept of it. Um, I'm more interested in that than a standard Switch at this point. I mean, but it I is 100 bucks off one. as well, so... You know, it's uh, two-thirds of the price. Honestly, at so this what point... one ninety-nine. Yeah, one ninety-nine versus two ninety-nine. So, I think right now where things are with the Switch, it's, you know, wait and see for me. You know, maybe I'll get one used someday. Who knows? Right. I mean, I've said on the show I, I want one for sure. But I uh, there's a couple things that. I'm interested in. Uh, first party stuff. I'm actually interested in uh, the newer Zeldas, especially now they've announced that there's going to be a direct sequel, which is the first time in quite a while, actually. 
that they've done a direct sequel to a previous Zelda game, hasn't it? Yeah, the last one I can think of is Majora's Mask. Yeah, same here. I mean, there's some that goes uh, parallel to one another, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. I am somewhat interested in playing Mario Odyssey. You know, uh, pretty much just the first party stuff, actually. Yeah, pretty much. I'm in that boat, too. But, I mean, I'm interested in it, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, what um, else is not good enough for you, though, is just how XP is handled in Assassin's Creed or Odyssey. Aw, oh, yeah. <laughs> so slick. Oh, yeah. So, Ubisoft, or as Jim Sterling would say, oh, Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, Ubisoft. Yeah, they've been banning XP farming quests in Assassin's Creed Odyssey's story creator. And I added, I, I wanted this talked about, particularly because how I talked about the blueprint system in Forza Horizon 4 when, you know, I got to that and realized that a lot of it was just either cheat or easy st- or stuff or farming stuff. Yes, it is frustrating to see that, uh, yeah, being highlighted as the most played stuff, but yeah, banning it outright, especially when, you know, let's say a game company almost at random, Ubisoft, for example, is selling XP boosts, right? Yes, they are. Oh, wait, they are? That that seems rather shitty to you know, ban ways to farm XP then. I know, it makes some things like they're being kind of greedy assholes. I mean, some of I do understand them wanting to crack down on, especially some of the idle stuff. Uh, according to some of the uh, uh, reports I've heard, there was a couple of these stories that uh, you go into and it spawns essentially super powerful NPCs on your side. They just go start mass slaughtering and you just stand there. I mean, I understand, you know, wanting to skip that, but uh, having, you know, easy stuff to grind up, especially whenever uh, the game, if you don't go off and do all the random stuff... It has some uh, mm-hmm. very significant level jumps. Yeah. And if you don't pay for the boost. Oh, yeah. Or or get those you know, or get those Tutina's pizza rolls, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to call back on that one? <laughs> or, you don't, or you don't remember that one? No, I remember that. All right. <laughs> I remember that, but I do want some pizza rolls now, in, in all legitimacy. But, yeah... So in th- instead of this doesn't feel like protecting the integrity of the game yeah, or well, the story or whatever. This feels like they're trying to snipe their competition because they have someone who can provide the exact same service for free. Yeah, yeah, and we should and say requires- that this is uh, uh, with the release of their uh, in-game story editor. So it's a story creation mode that they put into the game to be able to essentially do like Forza Horizon with blueprints or pretty much any game that has user creatable content uh star trek online actually has a lot of these where it's just farming but then there's people that actually go in and put edits uh, or effort into uh, their stories and those typically are highlighted over and you have to actively search out the farms i think that's a much better solution i have it where if the farms are there you know have them have it where people can search for but you know put forward the games that uh, or the content that people put effort into you know you know uh throwing swinging around the band hammer isn't the answer here it's just you know uh it's a curation issue yeah because they could highlight 
um, non-cheaty or non cheese the wrong word, but non ex- is exploitative, right? Uh, I would hesitate on the word exploitative because this is the use of game mechanics in the way that, well, I guess exploitative use of ga- in-game mechanics may work. Uh, how about just, uh, you know, cheap grind? Yeah. That, yeah. That was my big problem with Forza's was that it just was unfiltered. Okay. These are the most played right now. And it's the people that are doing the grinds to get the castles, which are, you know, 10 and 15 million very credits. Very expensive, yeah. Yeah, very expensive. Good work, Mr. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they could fix it without just banning it, essentially. Yeah, like just saying, like, yeah, the just ban curation. hammer is overkill. Yeah, uh, the team claims that. Uh, this is to maintain the creative integrity and the original intent of the tool, saying that these exploits risk just jeopardizing the overall quality, integrity, and purpose of story creator mode, and results in less visibility for the creative, interesting, and frankly, fantastic community stories that have been published. Well, yeah, that's bullshit. I don't believe a word of that, except in the fact that it's interfering with the original intention because it gives people an alternative to spending money. Yeah, I think they just didn't realize that the first thing people are going to do if there's a way to grind out XP easier in story creation is grind out XP easier. I mean, I do understand the sentiment here that uh, this next sentence, we want to focus on rewarding creativity by highlighting quality quests and we're working on fixes adjustments to reduce the impact of such farming quests. I understand, you know, wanting to focus on rewarding creativity and uh, to some degree, reduce the impact of such farming quests, but you're selling an XP booster. Right. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, the left hand is doing one thing while the right hand is grabbing your wall and making off with it, right? Yeah, I, you know, I would say, like, an example, the left hand doesn't know what the right is doing, but I suspect they do know. Oh, they, they know. And they're doing it on purpose. Uh, now, now I'm just having the assassin skill of that hand. We know. Oh, good. That that's that was good. I like that. You get a get a letter, and it's got a hand on it, a handprint. We know. Honestly, I think the Assassin's Guild in uh, uh, Oblivion was better. Uh, just the way that you uh, entered it. Yeah, I agree. Most of the stuff in Oblivion, from when it comes to guilds and quest lines, was better. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do an Oblivion uh, story or game club at some point. Absolutely. I'd be down. Yeah, but we're a few uh, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we're quite a few ahead and we should probably do a choosing like in the next month or so. Uh, for a good chunk of the rest of the year. We could do the rest of the year. We're good through what, October right now? Yeah. So but we could do November and December. Yeah, but I also want to like see what prepared. like uh Xbox, Xbox Game Pass does and Twitch uh prom. That's true. No, yeah, we could wait a month or two. Two months would put us in September, and we've got Game Club for October already, so. Yeah, and that's a doozy. <laughs> I, I imagine we're going to need something nice and soft and cuddly after that one. Yeah. Always need things that are nice and soft and cuddly. Wink. Wink. Well, how about something so, nice and soft and cuddly for a news topic? I, I was going to say, our last news topic of the night, 
The ESA makes Congress play in a Rocket League tournament on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, it, this isn't like a huge news story, but it, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, the ESA was there to showcase esports and game communities to the future form con- uh, caucus. Uh, and to do that, they had them play Rocket League, which, uh, boy, I bet they got past the loot boxes real quick in that game. <laughs> yeah, just start them already in game. All right. No, no, I want to paint my car. Nope. Nope, can't do that. Wait, how, how does he have a hat? I want a hat on my car. Um, N- nope, we don't want those surprise mechanics jumping out at you. Did somebody say the surprise mechanic? The surprise, <laughs> surprise, we're, motherfucker! Well, we're just we're just stealing from Jim uh, Sterling all uh, all episode now, aren't we? Yeah, I mean the surprise mechanic is a really good character, though. <laughs> oh. But uh, but yeah, there's the Twitch video or the Twitch vod is like what an hour and a half. Yeah, it's just less. it's adorable watching them play. It's like it's what it's like watching kittens uh, just tumbling around. <laughs> Yeah. Then they have the commentators trying to do professional <laughs> commentation. They're getting all excited, and it's like... Yeah, he drove forward. Bump. He drove in a straight line, just, folks. Just bumping the ball back and forth. I, I, I mean, get it. I'm, I mean, none of them, or most of them, had never played before, so... Yeah, it's just... it's You have to admit, it's, it is embarrassing at the same time, but adorable. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling we could take them, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Probably in the best of five, them. but still. But um, it's interesting to see this. Like, this is seems much more just like a purely positive PR move to me. And I mean, I don't think it was a bad thing. Like, I think it was. it's neat and it's pretty cool and it was a good idea. But yeah. the ESA still really sucks and they haven't redeemed themselves. Oh, I'm not arguing so. with that in the, uh, in the slightest that they haven't... Uh, you know, that they're not still shit. Uh, but it's, I think the main thing, uh, the main takeaway here is uh, seeing more politicians make an effort into video games. And yes, I realize that most of these are younger politicians. Matter of fact, uh, at least one that I quickly looked up was younger than me, <laughs> which, fuck, I'm old. <laughs> uh, but, you know, seeing gaming coming into uh, not just a more mainstream audience, but having politicians actively having to be exposed to it. Even though, you know, they are adorable when they play it. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, maybe we'll actually get some smart legislation at some point uh, regarding gaming in general. And I'm not just talking uh, the loot box angle on here, even though that's what we've kind of latched on to. But the whole, you know, blaming uh, gaming for all the sins of the world uh, and uh, talking about just, you know, uh, uh, you know blaming uh, gaming for uh, violence, uh, talking about just uh, uh, just very down to gamers in general. It, yeah. It, it feels like, yeah, what, it, it honestly feels like growing up what, politicians were talking to you about rappers uh, for me at least yeah not that the kids these days yeah, yeah, what they listen to yeah 
Yeah, and I'm sure before that, rock music. Then before that, the printing press. Jazz. Swing. Those, those damn flappers. <laughs> but I, I think we're beyond or we're past the point of no return in terms of like no government oversight or intervention. Yeah, in especially especially since the ESA is just willing to bury its head. Yeah, yeah I think we're yeah. past the point of no return on that. But yeah, unfortunately, could... it's buried their head directly into a lobbyist ass. Yep. Filled with coke. But, I mean, this could lead oh, at least but, to more positive... No, it isn't. It's full of meth. <laughs> There's a gator up there. <laughs> Bring it back. But, I mean, this could lead to better... I don't I, I don't want to use the term more lenient, because that implies that, like, they should be doing more, but they didn't. But maybe more considerate or more gentle types of legislation in the future. I, I, would, I, of, I would settle for more intelligent at this point. Yeah, that's fair. More... More aware. How about that? Not even intelligent, but aware of you know, uh, of uh, gaming, and not just you know, kind of lumping everything into one you know pot and being done with it. But have you know some sort of nuance with saying, okay, well, we understand that the uh, rating system uh, isn't quite working out how it should, so we'll take a closer look at this aspect of it. Instead of saying, okay, well, all these games uh, that sh- uh, that involve guns, they're, they're suddenly adult only. Or, oh no, yeah. there's a titty. Whoa, titties. <laughs> no, they're bad, Jared. I always find it fascinating, and as a, a tangent that I don't want to pursue oh, too boy. far, but I always find it fascinating how the U.S. compared to oh, oh, yeah, the, the rest roots. of the world thinks about violence and sex. It's like, yeah, murder, fine. Little nip, oh hell no, you're going, you're gonna burn for that. Oh, it's Satan's the, got his hooks in. Well, you. it's the Puritan roots of uh, America, right? Yeah. Pl- uh, that combined with you know the, that whole Second Amendment thing, right? It doesn't make it any less fascinating, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually shocked that you didn't take something else from the docket. To, uh, the, uh, looking back at it. I probably missed it. I was sleeping and uh, the German researchers concentrating. Oh, I saw that. I just don't. I don't have it in me tonight to really <laughs> have a go with that. Uh, we'll save that for next week. Yeah, we can do that. Um, but anyways, yeah, we got so, through the news in an hour five. Woo! So we're pretty much on track with what I was expecting. Yeah, you just want to go curl up with a giant cough drop. Yeah, I've used all my cough drops, I've drank all my tea. Uh, do you need a break? No, I think I'm okay, I've got water, and my throat is just kind of scratchy, but it's not, like, super painful right now. I think I can make it through Community Corner and Discovery Key. Yeah, we didn't really have anything for Community Corner, the asshole, at least. No, but uh, I did receive a reminder after I pleaded last week for you guys to just bombard me with tweets so that I would actually create a list for game night, and I did. So it's got dates going out through the end of the year. Um, I just slapped a few games on there. We played Uno this last yeah, week. Yeah, that, that actually I, was a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Uno is always fun. For like an hour or so, because we just sit around and we bullshit. 
and we usually get in like two or three games because it takes forever with the rules that we play for someone to actually win. All right, either so that we, or you know, it's over uh, near instantly because Jim actually won one just going right past Uno to win. Yeah. We did that. The first game we played went super fast, and then the other two games we played were much longer. <laughs> Mostly because we uh, counter dicks to one another. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, how many times did I set it green when I knew you didn't have greens? Yeah, I know. I just couldn't get any fucking greens. And I mean, I wasn't actually mad, but I kept being like, you asshole, you <laughs> cunt, fucker. Oh, in the, you know, the loving Aussie way, right? Yeah. And you, you weren't the only one who was doing it. They were all <laughs> doing it. It was fine, though. I had a blast. It was good to just chill. Or even so, better when it was a plus four and I, then I said it green. <laughs> Oh, we did. We had one where it was like we played three plus fours around the table. So somebody had to draw. Actually, that was me. Yeah, it was fucking me that had to draw twelve <laughs> cards. Yeah, one of our house rules is uh, not counting skips. Uh, if a card comes to you that's like a, a plus, so draw two or draw four. If you have that card, you could uh, play it to pass it along. So three got played in a row, and they got all jumped on Jared. It was hilarious. Yes, yeah, so whoever's the one who can't continue the chain has to draw all of the cards. So, yay. Um, But I do have the list. There is a link to it. Yeah, next week is Forza. Yep, next we're going to do Forza. The next week, I'm actually out of town. I'm going to Mississippi. Woo. Yeah. Well, Apparently there's at, no meth gators there, so that's good. Well, look at it this way. It's only Mississippi in the end of July, so it's not going to be warm at all. No, it's not going to be hot or humid. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to be out no, of town No, it's going to be week. both. And then we're going to do Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, I'm going to be Def skipping Con. I'm going to skip Black Ops. <laughs> that's fair. And then uh, Tabletop Simulator. I put co-op games to be determined because I wanted to talk to you and just get a quick refresher on those co-op games. That you showed me, and then a couple of co-op games that I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm just cause, yeah, I'm gonna have to dig through uh, for a few of those because and then yeah. There was a, oh, sorry. Uh, well, the last one that we did that was major co-op was Dead of Winter, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dead of Winter is also we totally uh, play, yeah, but Dead of Winter is also a pretty long game. But it also has that secret Hitler esque where there's someone secretly trying to work against the uh, colony. And last well, time, not always, because you might not draw one of those cards. But yeah. everybody does have their own objectives, and some of them could be hurting the colony. Yeah. So uh, the magic ball is interesting, but I'm not sure if it would be good for our size of group. Uh, plus, you know, the whole aspect of sitting there silently and playing, I think, uh, I think it would be lost on us. Yeah, we're not very good at sitting quietly. Kyle. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I can sit silently for a long time, but if if people start talking, I'm much more likely to chime in. But, and then we're going to do, there was a request made, speaking of Kyle, he requested that we play Offworld Trading Company. Several community members have that game. Yeah, I don't think I do. But so that that gets us through the twenty sixth of August, um, but there are still quite a few weeks. 
Um, even though they're on the list, the 23rd and the 30th are uh, around Christmas and New Year. And I'm probably going to be in Colorado this year during the, those times. I'll know for sure as it gets closer. But I think the end of the year, those two weeks are blacked out for me. But otherwise, uh, I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, I'm pretty much if you're not around, people don't show up. So, so just uh, blank those out right away, right? Well, sure. I mean, everybody's always welcome to do stuff if I'm not there, but I do tend to drive it one way or another. But anyways, there's a whole bunch of weeks that people can request for. Obviously, uh, you know, I just made the first few just to have something on the list. But, you know, I will be consulting for a few with Rage. And anyone who's got suggestions, you can drop them a Discord or send us a tweet or an email. Um, I'm not quite sure where the best place is to put this where so that it can just be there forever because it's already getting buried in the general chat on Discord from when I posted it yesterday. Mm, um, I would say maybe make it its own like topic or pin it. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I could pin it uh, to the top of the general general chat. <laughs> oh, I like this. I've never actually pinned a message before. Pin it. Pin it good. Hey, just double checking. You want to pin this message to general for posterity and greatness. <laughs> and it's got the message. And then you can say cancel or you can say, oh, yeah, pin it. Oh, yeah. So that is pinned. Woo. It looks like somebody oh, else. Oh, you know what? Up. I should post it. Yeah, I forgot. I, I posted it after in the middle of a message. So I'm going to unpin that. Oh, so you weren't and sure then, about pinning it. Well, I didn't. I didn't realize it. So I'm going to post it. As a separate, just just the link, and then pin that. There we go. Boom. Done. Fixed it. Woo. So yeah, that's now pinned as one of only two pinned messages. Uh, well, there's Ghost Sharks. Uh, oh, yeah, Minecraft. Old thing. ones about Microsoft or Minecraft, which I think that server is still up for people. But anyways, suggestions are welcome for Game Club Games. Uh, try If you have a bunch of the community members on your friends list, just try and check and make sure that at least a few people have the game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to pick games that it's like only two people have. That kind of defeats the purpose of community game night. Yeah, Several I would, people need to have it. Yeah, I would say actually uh, Xbox Game Pass may be a good one. Yeah, I don't know how many of us have Game Pass. You and I do. But we could definitely have put some games up from Game Pass or if more Twitch Prime have got games. It. Yeah, although I don't know how many people have Twitch Prime either, but those are both possibilities. You know what? Question, community: uh, How many of you have Game Pass or and or Twitch Prime? Because that would give us an idea about some potential other games that we might have instead of just steam yeah and if you want us to let us know send them to vglpodcast at gmail.com or tweet it to vglpodcast <laughs> so moving on to the last part of the show which is doobly do for the discovery queue and as always i don't have that tab open so i'm gonna go do that and i assume that you do uh, and of you course have something i do immediately uh, uh, of course i do okay go for it so uh, but unfortunately i wasn't scrolled down far enough so there we go Earth Defense Force 5. Uh, I love Earth Defense Force. <laughs> Yay. 
Uh, do I need to say anything else? <laughs> Not for me, maybe for the audience at home. So arcade shooter taking place in the year 2022 as Earth Defense Force fends off an all-out attack by unknown life forms. Become an EDF soldier, battle against endless hordes of immense enemies, and restore peace to the Earth. So over-the-top uh, third-person shooter with online co-op, I mean... Pretty much just, it's like a B-movie with a decent game attached to it, right? It is. That is exactly what it is. I mean, Sci-fi, B-movie. I mean, it doesn't look like it's top-tier gaming, but it looks like it's pretty damn good. It is so fun. So fun. And yeah, it's not top-tier, but it's just ridiculous and over-the-top and a blast. I love it. And it's out now. Uh, I just missed... You know what? It was just a sale. I should have bought... Um, EDF 4 Earth Defense Force 4 whatever its title is because mm-hmm. it had co-op and I don't I don't know if anybody else in our community has that but that uh, would be a wonderful well, co-op I, game I honestly never really heard of Earth Defense Force so I've talked about it on the show before but it's been a while because I got Earth Defense it's Earth Defense Force 4.1 The Shadow of New Despair which is like a remaster of Earth Defense Force 2029 or something like that mm-hmm. which was like Earth Defense Force 3 but anyways it is ridiculously amazingly campy I should play more of that I should definitely play more of that I've got it installed not not tonight but another time soon obviously maybe not. this weekend uh, obviously not tonight no. Anyway, you uh, got so one? My, yeah, my first game, actually. Uh, Godhood. Create your own religion. Guide and develop your faithful disciples in the strategy god game, Godhood. Select their virtues and vices. Inspire them to construct great temples. Ready for rituals to be held in your honor. So this looks, I mean, like a, a fun god game simulator type thing. It has a bit uh, of an auto game. Uh, or auto, uh, uh, auto clicker feel to it i'm not sure if it is or but you know it has kind of like that aesthetic yeah it definitely has the aesthetic it's not listed in any of the tags as that and it's been out for about a week now yeah some very mixed reviews though but it looked neat so i got kill squad Unleash hell on a co-op or ARPG where bounty hunters raid plants for glory. I mean, do you need anything else, right? <laughs> no, I don't think you need anything else. So, early access ARPG uh, suggested to me because I played both Torchlight and uh, The Adventures of Van Helsing. So, yeah, uh, pretty much on point there. It all comes down to just how it's handling, though, because... Uh, ARPG is kind of getting to the point where it's a very loose genre, uh, sort of like what roguelike is these days, where it's a general idea, but there's a lot of nuance in the in it itself. I mean, hell, just the difference between Torchlight and Van Helsing, and uh, now I'm blanking on the other uh, horror themed one I played. Uh, there's a lot of difference in game mechanic, uh, essentially stuff behind the scenes, how it handles, and some play cases just pure controls can change things immensely so it'll be interesting to see how that plays yeah so i'm getting a lot of a lot of garbage i just got godhood (laughs) huh 
Oh, well, uh, this well is... that's a thing. Okay, I, I guess I gotta add that if uh, you don't have anything. What the hell is this? Oh, it's another non-English. So I've gotten three or four visual novels that don't have English translations. English language not supported. But well, the title's translated to English, and it says, Make Butter Together! Exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, definitely a porn it, game. Uh, but it's English language not supported, so... Well, how about Sword Art Online re Hollow Fragment? Yes. That's all you need, right? <laughs> Sword, Sword Art, Art Online. Online. I'm in. Yeah, that's a game that I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot more just games of. There's a few, but... Uh, I'm surprised there hasn't. I'm surprised there hasn't been a full-on MMO at this point, because it's an uh, anime about an MMO. A couple of the games definitely emulate an MMO, mm-hmm. but they're not. There, there was a mobile game that had a, a multi and or an online component to it, but I don't think that game exists anymore because it was garbage. I mean, it has definitely the aesthetic of uh, the anime down pat. It looks like it's more action RPG-ish, which is fine. I mean, that works pretty well for that uh, universe. It's a little hard for me to tell just how it handles, though, beyond that. But hey, if you want more sort out online, uh, there you go, right? Indeed. Huh. So I got one. Uh, Space Mercs. Space Mercs is an extreme arcade space combat game where the amount of projectiles and lasers on screen is only toppled by the amount of stars in the universe. Why does this feel so, familiar? It's got Space Sim as one of the tags, so I'm wondering if this is like a, you know, this do missions, kill things, get cash, get a better ship. Th- this feels games. very familiar. I'm not sure if I like saw it on Reddit or something, but it, that looks very familiar to me. I mean, it's very possible I just saw it on Reddit. Mm-hmm. I got an interesting looking one. The Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. The Dark Pictures Anthology is a series of standalone branching cinematic horror games that can be played online with a friend. So, co-op, uh, I'm guessing more psychological horror than, uh, you know, jump scare horror just based on some of this. I mean, it definitely has a interesting feel to it, to just uh, the way the graphics are. It's kind of uh, almost uh, borderline uh, Uncanny Valley with some of it. But just that mm-hmm. uh, that ninth and the 10th screenshot, wow, right? <laughs> uh, oh, I got Earth Defense Force 5 as my last game on my <laughs> list. Damn it, right? This looks exactly like the EDF I know and love. Well, that guy's got a shield. <laughs> I don't know if the shield is new or not. I don't remember the shield. Maybe I just don't have it unlocked. Yeah. Add to wish lists. Okay, this looks 20% interesting. 20% off. Yeah. Looks is like it, a launch sale or is that yeah, because launch, I own launch previous? sale. Okay. It was a bit off for me. So, I got another one. I'm only about halfway through my list. I'm actually, so I just went ahead and started another queue. Yeah, because you had so many bad ones. So Robo Instructus oh, yeah. is a puzzle game where you're maneuvering a robot based on issue instructions. So another programming game, which I kind of have a soft spot for. But this looks like it's instead of your traditional programming game where you're dropping and uh, dragging and dropping 
set instructions. You're actually writing proper programming. So this could be like an in-between of something like uh, Magnum Opus and actually lar- learning proper programming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely uh, worthwhile if you're looking for you know, to get into programming. This would be something to you know, kind of learn the flow of things. De- depending if you know, it's using the you know, the language that you're interested in. And I got another one immediately, assuming that you don't have another one. No, I've got oh, one that I, I'm just staring at. I need to get you a link. I just got something that's like, what the fuck? Goat of oh, Duty. I got, I got Goat of Duty. That was the one I was about to pull up and say. Oh, uh, well, do you fine. want it? You can have it on your list. No, you can have it on your list. Uh, it's fine. You sure? I just was like mesmerized by this going like, what the uh, Yeah, fuck? I just clicked that and th- this has to be by the uh, by, uh, Goat Simulator, right? It's developed by 34 Big Things, which isn't Goat Simulator Coffee Stain? Yeah, it is. Uh, super inefficient, inefficient golf. Uh, sorry, I thought I heard something. Space uh, Assault, uh, right uh, out, yeah. Goblin Squad. A hyperspace Massacre. So they definitely have you know, uh, some oddball games here. So, yeah. Uh, basically, this, uh, this is like uh, on the wish list. Yeah, this is like the evolution of what I think they were trying to do with Goat Simulator. <laughs> Only it looks like it's taken a little bit more seriously, almost, which is a little weird. But Unreal Tournament beats Goat Simulator. <laughs> That's all you need to know, according to the top review. It's actually pretty cheap. Only problem is if it's yeah. multiplayer focused, you know, mm, right? Yeah. Well, here's more just porn. Just on the Steam store. Like, full nips and everything. Broke girl? But then, English language not supported. But some of the stuff is in English. I'm not gonna put a link to that in the show notes. I don't wanna get us in trouble. Yeah. With our... But yeah, that's, that's just literally porn. Ooh, another space game. Starfighter Infinity. Oh, you go ahead space... and uh, talk about that while I uh, do a quick search for this. Because I got a visual novel, so I want to hit the visual novel database. Go ahead. Starfighter Infinity. Space-based MMORPG with a focus on dogfighting style action and exploration. Features a huge array of ships, management of weapons, and ship upgrades... More being added all the time. Explore the galaxy, fight other players, form your own organizations, find asteroids to craft new items, loot, etc. Okay, well, I got Date Alive, or Date A Live, uh, Twin, uh, sorry, uh, Date Alive Rio Re, uh, Incarnation. Show the spirits the power of love and save the world in this romantic visual novel. And the Date Alive series is actually a fairly ongoing series of memory service that's why i was looking into this is the third hang on i'm uh, i'm happy to check a couple things yeah it looks like it's the uh, the data live series has four different games with this is the third one with the fourth one coming out soon in japan uh and there's also an alternate version so there's you know a alternate timeline perhaps uh, mm-hmm. going on here but this is you know the third sequel so uh, 
I'm not sure how it just tied into the others. That's why I was wanting to look into. Overall, it looks like it's uh, considered a long visual novel in the 30 to 50 hour range. With uh, some interesting tags here, including the one true ending tag, which is always fun to see. If you don't know that one, it's typically there's a, a set canonical ending. And the others are like alternate timelines or alternate scenarios. And typically the one true ending is the last one they unlock and you have to do everything else. Oh, now I'm wanting to kind of uh, go for a game club game that I just thought of. Uh, that, uh, that had just a heartbreaking uh, ending to it. Oh, that, that's very tempting. I'm going to have to put that on the list. Well, I'm almost done with this other queue and haven't... Uh, I'm found anything else nearly at the end here. Huh. How about a turn-based strat? It's like my entire queue is like, you know, at least decent games, right? Well, one can hope. That's how it turns out, though. Your queues are always have better... So, better, Tiny Metal, Full games. Metal Rumble. Uh, essentially, Micro Tanks, uh, almost Tactics Advanced uh, by the looks of it. Uh, with the uh, uh, aesthetic looks a little bit cheaper uh, to me mm-hmm. uh, than uh, yeah, uh, than you usually see in like a third person uh, like semi asymmetric view. But it doesn't look terrible. Mm-hmm. Looks like it has some decent reviews, but it doesn't have hardly any reviews on it. But mm. it looks like uh, there's some. Uh, people complain about the brightness of it. Maybe that's why it feels a little bit cheaper. You know, it's like blown out contrast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's what I was going for with that. It was just, it looks kind of, uh, the contrast could be wor- uh, worked a little bit better. But overall, it doesn't look terrible. Ooh. And that is... I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell this is, but it's gotta go. It's gotta go on there. All right. Okay. Precipice link incoming. Interesting. In a game of diplomacy and war in the atomic age, safeguard your closest allies and change unfavorable regimes without giving away your long-term ambition. So, but it's it's got these in the trailer. It's people wearing like animal masks, and then it shows images of them. But like, well, it's all uh, it's all uh, animal characters. So the U.S. is an eagle. The USSR is a bear. Canada's an otter, or a beaver, I can't really tell, just because, you know, probably a beaver. So, you know, it, it works. Right, so, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of grand strategy, I actually yeah, just that's got... that's my cue, by the way, so it's all you till you're done. Yeah, I just got another one. I mean, why don't I just link my entire queue and be done with it? Because I think I skipped you. one this time so far. Oh... <laughs> Uh, I got Fields of Glory Empires. So, uh, Grand Strategy, not quite 4X. It looks like it has a lot more in-depth battle system than a lot of these games, or a lot of the Grand Strategies I've seen, which is interesting to me. Because usually when you hit Grand Strategy area, it's usually just armies throwing themselves at one another, but it looks like it has a full-on tactical uh, mode for its uh, uh, battle system. At least that's what it looks like here. Uh, yeah. And fully turn-based. 
So that could play out interestingly. I'm not sure how it does, though. But uh, Fields of Glory Empires is a grand strategy game in which you move in an intricate and living tapestry of nations, tribes, each one with their own distinctive culture. So if they could uh, play up the yeah, cultural differences between the, uh, the different factions uh, well enough, I think it would be a pretty interesting game. Because typically, I, you know, I keep thinking like Civ whenever I'm thinking of cultural differences in a, a grand strategy game. And that's usually, you know, the AI plays slightly different, if at all. And there's yeah. like one different unit in a different building or something. So, yo, know, if they could uh, play that up, that would be really interesting. But it looks like there's a couple tough uh, reviews on it. And it doesn't have that many reviews. It just released uh, last week, so. And last one. Uh, what the hell? I need to add this just for our, key, our clicks, right? Well, what have you because got? Because this will add us to the SEO. Stranger Things 3, the game. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how this plays out. I haven't watched Stranger Things. I'm honestly, not too hip to watch it immediately. Uh, it's just. Not quite my thing, but hey, we get it for the SEO, right? Yeah. Stranger Things, the whole series, I want to watch it, but it's on my huge list of things to get to one day eventually, maybe. So, this, you know, this not, feels very there. cheap, doesn't it? I think that's on purpose. Yeah, I know. Because it does look like an NES game. Uh, I would go, yeah, I, yeah I would go late, S, uh, uh, late NES, uh, early SNES. And that's kind of what the show does. Like, I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty familiar with it from just a cinematography and sort of a film. Uh, cultural osmosis. Yeah, I mean, the show is trying to be what the 80s pretended it was, if that makes sense. Like, you get a lot of action movie tropes in it, for example, where it's like, I mean, that's stupid. No one would ever do that. But in an 80s action movie, they would do that. So the show does that a lot. It's not just pop culture stuff, so them making a game that looks like any an NES game from the mid to late eighties makes perfect sense with that in mind. Yeah, I'm just but yeah, I've never, I've never seen the show. Yeah, but hey, I had to add it just for I would say actually not NES but like PC engine. Because this is way advanced for NES. But yeah, you know, uh yeah. Somewhat early home uh, PC uh, games. Yeah. It looks like it's a beat-em-up, which is interesting. Hmm. So, Stranger Things 3, the game. So, does that mean uh, Stranger Things 1 and 2's had games and we missed them? I don't know. Good question. I don't think so, but maybe they did. Probably a shitty mobile game. Oh, I was about to say mobile. Gonna have to go check the app store, right? So, there's Stranger Things Will's side quest. That's free. I don't know who Well is. I guess the character in the show. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. Indeed. Where there's a will, there's a way. Just looking to see for any more information about this. Uh, and also know, where there's a will, the there's show. a dispute over uh, the uh, estate. <laughs> where there's a will, there's a Wheaton. Oh, let's not go there. Unless, unless I could tell him to shut up, Wesley. You can do whatever you want. You are a person with your own agency. Wait, I can smack Will Wheaton? I, 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 I like this plan. I'm glad to be part of it. Indeed. 
So I think that wraps us up for Discovery Key, right? Uh, I believe so. Alrighty. Well then, Rage, hit him with the socials. Well, I've been Caffeine Rage. You can find me on the YouTubes, uh, Gaming with Caffeine Rage. You can find me on Twitter, Gaming with CR, where I've been bitching about YouTube. <laughs> Maybe someday you'll find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash caffeine underscore rage. And you can find me on Steam. Hey, how about that? Caffeine Rage as well. Uh, not just uh, you know, Caffeine Rage as well. It's just Caffeine Rage. But, you know, trying to tie everything together. And you've been? Gaming Psychologist. You can find my stuff on the YouTube by searching for Gaming Psychologist on Twitter at JMA4707. And you can send a friend request or a chat message to me on Steam via JArthur4707. And if you wish to let them know what episode of the podcast you're coming from, the password for this week is, of course, Meth Gators. <laughs> I mean, it has yes, to be, right? It has to be. Those good old Meth Gators. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no way we couldn't have had it Meth Gators. I mean, or Meth Gator. Let's just, uh, let's make it singular, right? Right. Oh, Meth Gator. What the fuck is going on with this world? D- did the world end in 2012 and, and we're just, yo, slowly going into hell? We're all in a horrible nightmare. Possibly. That, that, that's not a reason for you to pinch me, though. Besides, you're supposed to be pinching yourself to wake up from a nightmare. I'll pinch you right on the bottom. Oh, ma. And since we uh, are talking about bottoms, we're at the bottom end of the show. How about that for a segue? So, once again, you can send us uh, stuff, vglpodcast at jmail.com with your letters, voicemails, gaming-related topics, or just tweet them to vglpodcast on the Twitter. Our lovely, lovely patrons are questioning why they're paying for this absolute madness, but to learn more, you can go to Patreon.com slash VGL Podcast. And our lovely patrons have made our Podbean account possible. VGLPodcast.podbean.com, which hosts the show notes, the RSS feed, and links to all the stuff I mentioned earlier. Or you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or your podcatcher of choice. Most of the time. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Ken McLeod. You can find his work at computech.com and Discovery Q music uh, is, oh, I didn't mention Discovery Q. I screwed it up, so I was trying to make up for it, but uh, yeah, someone's trying to jump in anyway. Discovery Q music well, by the same artist, doobly-doo, and Computech.com, and... As always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice. Bye-bye now. See you next time. Bye.